0: Hello, and thank you for standing by for Badoo's concorder quarter 2021 earnings conference call. At this all participants are in a listen-only mode. After management's prepared remarks, there will be a question-and-answer session. Today's conference is being recorded. If you have any objections, you may disconnect at this time. I would like to turn the meeting over to your host for today's conference, Ms. JoLynn. Baidu's Director of Investor Relations.
1: Hello everyone, and welcome to Baidu's second quarter 2021 earnings conference call. Baidu's earnings release was distributed earlier today, and you can find a copy on our website as well as on Newswire services. On the call today, we have Robin Lee, our co-founder and CEO, our CEO and adoption, our EVP, charge of session fee. After our prepared remarks, we will hold a Q&A session. Note that the discussion today is
2: a forward-looking
1: statement made under the Safe Harbor provisions of the U.S. Private Security Reform Act of 1995. Forward-looking statements are subject to risks and uncertainties that may cause actual results to differ materially from our current expectations. For detailed discussions of these risks and uncertainties, please refer to our latest annual report and other documents filed with the ICC and Hong Kong Exchange. Baidu does not undertake any obligation to update any forward looking statements, except as required under applicable law. Our earnings press release and this call discussions of certain unaudited non gaap financial measures. Our press release contains a relation the unaudited non gaap measures to the unaudited most directly comparable GAAP measures and is available on our IR website at ir.baidu.com. As a reminder, this conference is being recorded. In addition, a webcast of this conference call will also be available on, by this IR website. I will now turn the call over to our CEO, Robin.
3: Hello, everyone. We delivered another solid quarter with Baidu core revenue growing 27% year-over-year, accelerated by non-advertising revenue, with AI cloud growing 71% year-over-year in the second quarter. We are entering a new era where technology is becoming more powerful and we are benefiting from the deployment of technology to upgrade China's industrial competitiveness, digitize urban cities and improve mobility. As China plans for the next stage of growth, it rests upon us to recognize the need to align our BIN strategy with the environment that we operate in and the future that we want to build with our stakeholders. ESG highlights a shared future for humanity. To support China's pledge to achieve carbon neutrality by the year 2060, Baidu aims to reach carbon neutrality by 2030 through the use of green data centers, smart office buildings, and other means. In addition, we hope to improve urban traffic flow and lower carbon emissions for 100 metropolitan areas across China with our build-out of smart transportation and accelerate the switch to EVs for the mass through our investment in water taxi and smart EV. Leveraging technology to serve a larger population to achieve inclusiveness is part of China's growth plan. In June, we introduced Apollo Moon, fifth generation of Apollo robot taxi vehicles, that once again saw a 60% drop in cost per mile. With the rapid pace of autonomous driving technology advancement and cost efficiency improvement, Apollo robot taxi stands to become much cheaper than driver for higher ride hailing in the coming years, which will make robot right ride hailing much more accessible. Baidu Health is another example of expanding resources to a broader population for improved living. We are enabling closed-loop telehealth, online prescription and home delivery to free up hospital resources for critical treatment. Concurrently, we are helping hospitals find patients with specific illness that match their treatment specialties by leveraging our AI-powered search and smart mini-program. We see great opportunities to use technology to advance sustainability and inclusiveness. As we go through our quarterly highlights, you will see other examples of how our AI-powered business is naturally aligned with this goal. This is due in part to our belief in using technology to build a better world. Turning to Q2 operational highlights, our AI cloud continue to see strong growth. IDC once again grants the Baidu AI cloud, the number one AI cloud provider in China, in their 2020 report on public cloud. Over the past decade, AS has been the growth driver for China's cloud market, which sets up a strong foundation to implement AI solutions that solve industry specific problems and provide urban living upgrades. By differentiating with AI solutions, we have the opportunity to provide repeat business, <coughs> business with expanded applications and become a one stop shop across Selling, cross selling apps and the other services. In the past, we discussed empowering financial services, utilities, and internet media sectors with AI. Let me give you an example of how our AI cloud empowers the auto sector. We are helping Geely, a leading automotive manufacturer, to develop a multi year digitization plan which entails, one, setting up their private cloud infrastructure, two, moving GD's business onto cloud, three, leveraging Baidu AI solution to advance GD's high-tech manufacturing capabilities such as IOV security and risk management, and four, enabling GD to provide cloud services to their, automo- <coughs> to their automotive suppliers and customers. Baidu AI is deployed into multifaceted environments. For example, Quanzhou, Fujian, a city of population of 8 million, implemented Baidu AI solutions at its water treatment plant. Our smart monitoring capability was used to provide early protection of malfunctioned equipment, replacing labor-intensive patrolling, and a customized machine learning model was developed to predict water usage and dynamically adjust the water pressure of different water pipelines, cutting electricity needs by 8%. Our employees feel a sense of pride when natural resource is optimally managed and sustainability is indirectly advanced. In healthcare cloud, we have expanded into over 400 hospitals In 29 provinces, and over 1,500 primary care clinics in 11 provinces, with leading solutions like RCDSS resulting in rapid revenue growth at 245% year over year for the first half. According to IDC's June report, Baidu Deep Learning Platform became the most widely used in China surpassing Googles. Our Pedal Pedal developer community reached 3.6 million, up 62% year-on-year, and is adopted by 130,000 businesses. Baidu's large development community helps improve our machine learning models and initialize our AI tools and technologies. Moving on to ACE Smart Transportation. As of June, Apollo has signed with 20 cities to provide ACE Smart Transportation, up from five cities a year ago, based on a contract amount of RMB 10 million and above. Apollo also renewed agreements with nine cities to roll out their next phase of ACE Smart Transportation. Beyond urban roads, Apollo signed with Xiong An Hebei to deploy V2X Smart Highway enabling the city to remotely identify the need for highway maintenance, assess road closure for poor weather conditions, and identify travelers who dodge tall terminals. Turning to aut- <coughs> autonomous drive, Apollo continues to see strong momentum. Level 4 testing on public roads has reached 12 million kilometers, or 7.5 million miles. Apollo has received 278 AD permits, reflecting AD piloting in dispersed geographic regions and under wide-ranging test scenarios. Apollo monetization. In Q2, Apollo GO ride-hailing expanded into Guangzhou, our fourth city of operation, and provided 47,000 rides to the public, up 200% sequentially. Customer satisfaction for Apollo Go has been high, with user rating of 4.9 out of 5.0. As pointed out earlier, our fifth-generation robot taxi vehicles saw another 60% drop in cost per mile, compared to an average decrease of 62% in the first four generations of AD vehicles. We plan to roll out Apollo GO ride-hailing across 30 cities over the next two to three years. On ASD, Great Wall Motors become the latest automaker to announce plans for ASD. Apollo automated valid parking will be installed in their Motra SUV flagship due out later this year. On infotainment. Dual OS for auto has been installed in 1.8 million vehicles, up 265% year-on-year. 12 auto OEMs, the likes of Ford, GM, Toyota, and Hyundai signed, <coughs> have signed with dual OS for auto for installation in 17 makes On dual OS, Xiaodu continues to innovate the smart home device market. For example, the always-on-door OS smart assistant allows one to conveniently order fresh home delivery flowers and other commonly used goods in a matter of seconds through conversational AI. China's elderly population is slated to exceed exceed 300 million. Xiaodu smart displays connect elders with immediate senior Community assistance and serve as a virtual companionship around the clock through conversational AI, improving their quality of life while allowing family members to monitor their loved ones' health and safety from remote. During the June 18 e commerce festival, Xiaodu Smart Display and Xiaodu Smart Path for Education market topped the sales volume list in their respective categories on leading e-commerce platforms like JD.com. Xiaodu is receiving high customer satisfaction, selling well on higher price point product lines, and topping the list on units sold, demonstrating how hardware can be differentiated with innovative AI such as new input modalities and services. Turning to mobile ecosystem in June. Baidu app MAUs reached 580 million, up 9% year-on-year, and daily login users reached 77%. As an open in-app search app, Baidu app offers users instant replies on various topics. For example, daily pending health consultation on Baidu Health surpassed 2 million in second quarter, up 47% year-on-year. Year. In addition, more than 8,000 industry experts spanning 14 other verticals, such as legal, finance, and fashion, are able to instantaneously reply to user search inquiries through our AI building blocks. When users seek specific information of service, Baidu Search has a distant advantage. Managed page now accounts for 40% of Baidu core advertising, reflecting merchants' opening storefronts on Baidu, as opposed to operating their own sites. For example, a local moving company, Qianxi Moving, changed their search landing page to its managed page and saw its daily orders doubled five weeks after adoption. Through Managed Page, users are able to browse its services, interact with the merchant, schedule a move, and pay a deposit, all seamlessly on Baidu. Managed Page also monitors merchant's activities on Baidu with AI for added personal safety, for example, a moving service entails strangers coming to your house. Before I turn the call to Herman, I'd like to congratulate him for his new role as Chief Strategy Officer of Baidu. Herman will continue to act as CFO until we find a qualified replacement. He will spend more time on corporate strategy and business development afterwards. Over the past four years, Herman has helped Baidu transform from a mostly search company to a leading. Diversified AI company. With demonstrated business leadership, a holistic view of our business, and a keen sense of the capital market, I'm confident in Herman's ability to help chart a course for our long term growth and success in the age of AI. With that, let me turn the call over to Herman to go through our financial highlights. Thank you, Robin. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Baidu's second quarter 2021 call. All monetary amounts used in my discussion are in B unless stated otherwise. Baidu's second quarter was Baidu's second quarter revenue was 31.4 billion, $4.9 billion US dollars, up 20% year over year, driven by the growth of Baidu core revenue, which reached 24 billion or 3.7 billion US dollars, up 27% year over year. Non-advertising for Baidu Core reached $5 billion, or 21% of Baidu Core's revenue. AI cloud revenue was $3.3 billion, or up 71% year-over-year, which is an acceleration from the 55% growth last quarter. Our cloud growth is benefiting from the demand of enterprise customers looking to use AI to transform their industry and strengthen their leadership position. For example, customers from the internet, media, from financial services, from energy, and from manufacturing sectors. We're also benefiting from the urban cities seeking to adopt Apollo ACE smart transportation to modernize and digitize their transportation network. AI solutions and smart transportation are showing fast growth, serving as catalysts for our cloud to grow faster than the overall cloud market, with AS being a smaller part of our cloud business. On intelligent driving and other growth initiatives, we continue to make advances in product development. By leveraging Baidu AI capabilities such as speech recognition, NLP, and computer vision, and our strong Internet Foundation, Xiaodou has become the leader in smart display globally based on shipments. Xiaodou speakers entered the smart home device market in 2018 competing on sub-100 product lines. Home devices equipped with AI features can be sold at much higher price points. For example, in May, we introduced Xiaodu Tian Tian T10, a 10-inch smart display with karaoke features, at an MSRP of $1699. Through our innovation, Xiaodu Services revenue, such as advertising and membership, has grown fivefold from last year, now accounting for over one tenth of Xiaodu's revenues. Shaodoo powered by dual OS is transforming the smart speaker market from selling hardware to selling AI powered features and services. Operating system for the automotive industry is a much larger market. Apollo has an opportunity to leverage its leadership in the time driving and infotainment operating system to enable every passenger vehicle to be a smart vehicle. Just as Shaodoo transformed the home device market, Apollo hopes to leverage by these capabilities ASD and existing OEM channels to boost computing intelligence and transform the automated industry. Moving to online marketing, Q2 online marketing revenue was 19 billion, up 18% year-over-year. In-app advertising was solid, growing 26% year-over-year, partially offset by the slow growth of union and PC ad revenues. Most of our top ad verticals continue to perform well. CPM saw double-digit growth, especially for in-app online markets. IG revenue was $7.6 billion, up 3% year-over-year. IT subscribers reached $106 million in June, which supports the large in-house production of entertainment blockbusters. Cost of revenue was $15.9 billion, up 21% year-over-year, primarily resulting from an increase in tax and cost of sales associated with new AI business. Operating expenses were $12 billion, up 30% year-over-year. SG&A for Baidu Core was up 40% primarily due to an increase in channel spending and promotional activities as well as an increase in sales hiring, particularly as we look out for the next 6 to 12 months to grow our cloud and also our uh, intelligent driving uh, business. Non-GAAP operating income for BaiduCore was $6.5 or $1 billion U.S. dollars, and non-GAAP operating margin for BaiduCore was 27%. Adjusted EBITDA for BaiduCore was $8 or $1.2 billion U.S. dollars, and adjusted EBITDA margin for Cora was 33%. Cash and short-term investments for BaiduCore as of June 30, 2021 was $167.7 billion or $26 billion U.S. Free cash flow for Baidu excluding IQ was $6.9 billion for $1.1 billion U.S. Baidu core had approximately 36,000 full-time employees as of June 30th, up 24% from last year. Turning to Q3 guidance, for the third quarter, Baidu expects revenues to be between $30.6 billion and $33.5 billion representing a growth rate of 8 to 19% year-over-year, which assumes that Baidu core revenue will grow between 9% year-over-year and 20% year-over-year. The above forecast takes into consideration the current COVID-19 situation in China, which is evolving and business visibility is limited. The above forecast reflects our current and preliminary view, which is subject to substantial uncertainty. Before I turn the call back to the operator, let me summarize our second quarter results. Baidu mobile ecosystem continues to be strong. Baidu core online marketing revenue was up 18% year-over-year in the second quarter with in-app marketing revenue growing 26% year-over-year. Baidu app MAUs reached 580 million, up 9% year-over-year, and daily user login was 77%. Four years ago, we committed to strengthening our mobile ecosystem and lead with AI. Our search and fee is stronger now with AI building blocks and marketing cloud, and non-marketing has become sizable and growing quite fast. We have delivered on our goals, and we are very proud of our team for their strong execution. Many investors have inquired about the recent regulatory landscape. Governments generally favor fair competition, and maybe even so when mobile Internet is well penetrated. We see this theme play across Europe and in the U.S., Search fundamentally is open. As exclusivity is forbidden for the largest players, this will allow more players in each Internet sector to exist, which gives consumers more choices and makes search more useful. Some investors have asked about government incentives and special tax treatment. It's important that we elevate this to see the overall direction of China's development plan. Consumer Internet has been in China for two decades. And the country is promoting new growth sectors such as industrial internet, V2X autonomous driving, and the modernization of city governments. Thus, it would not be surprising if certain incentives for the older industries will gradually decrease while the new economy benefits from government incentives. We believe government policy will also be adjusted to support these new growth areas. Our new AI business is well positioned in sectors of the new economy such as AI cloud, smart transportation, autonomous driving, smart devices and AI chips. In the second quarter uh, I'm sorry by uh, this we returned 566 million dollars to our shareholders under the 2020 share repurchase program this year, bringing the cumulative repurchase from last year to 2.5 billion US dollars. We are excited about Baidu's future, excited about Baidu's durable search and feed business and our new AI business to support China's growth while advancing sustainability and exclusiveness. On August 18, starting at 9 a.m., 9.30 a.m. Beijing time, we will be hosting Baidu World on CCTV. Please join us to follow the latest on our product development. And lastly. It's truly been a privilege to serve as Baidu CFO and witness our growth initiatives like AI cloud solutions, smart transportation, self-driving solutions, and smart devices develop into a fifth of Baidu's core business using the steady profitability of a search and fee to fund and accelerate Baidu's growth. I'm excited about my new role as CSO, which will allow me to spend more time thinking about technology opportunities. Operated with that, it's now open to call for two questions.
0: Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, we will now begin the question and answer session. If you wish to ask a question, please press star 1 on your telephone and white for your name to be announced. If you wish to cancel your request, please press the pound or hash key. Participants are requested to restrict to one question at a time. If you have follow-up questions, please request to rejoin. Once again, that's star one for questions. Our first question comes from the line of Alicia Young from CT Group. Please ask your question. Hi. Um, thank you. Um, good, good evening, uh,
2: Robin, Herman, and Jen. Uh, thanks for taking my questions. Uh, congratulations, Herman, for your new role uh, as the CFO. Uh, to follow up your question, uh, your uh, kind of like brief remarks about the regulation, I actually have a question on this data security. Um, what could be the impact uh, on I do, um, any things that we need to uh, do or the changes that we need to do to ensure in compliance by September 1st for this data security law? And then very quickly, um, as we just finished the summer, uh, Olympics and with the Winter Olympics coming up. Um, can you provide some update in terms of the latest robot taxi or even the robot bus uh, commercialization service? Uh, any expectations on this right healing demand in this upcoming winter game? Um, do you think Baidu's um, driverless car service could leverage this big event to draw more commercial usage and, and enhance the branding? Thank you.
3: Uh, <coughs> Hi Alicia. Uh, data security is very important to us and we have consistently uh, in- improved on the management of uh, our internal data security system over the past uh, few years. We have a data privacy committee um, <coughs> among our management team uh, that oversees the uh, practices of uh, the whole company. We are also active in assisting with the setting of industry standards, and we share our experiences and dialogue with others to ensure that we are on top of uh, industry best practices. If you look at uh, MSBI, doing reading on data privacy and data protection is among of the highest compared to our uh, peers. So uh, I'm quite confident we will be able to cope with the new regulatory environment well in, in terms of data security and use of privacy. Uh, On Olympics, uh, <clears throat> yes, uh, uh, we, we do plan to uh, do something with our uh, robotaxi um, during the, the Winter Olympics. But what's important is that uh, we, we, uh, uh, we, we just launched the fourth study of uh, robot taxi operation. Which is Guangzhou. Um, I think we will continue to roll out our robot taxi services uh, uh, in many different cities, uh, different regions. And the number of rides that we are providing uh, have been growing very quickly, as I mentioned during the prepared remark. Uh, we uh, delivered 47,000 uh, rides um, for our customers. that's 200% growth over the first quarter of of this year. So we we believe that the the scale will um, grow very quickly and uh, we we will be able to uh, learn all kinds of corner cases and quickly improve our technology. I'm quite uh, optimistic that uh, Robotexi will uh, commercially be available in um, more than 30 cities in two to three years. Yeah, and I just wanted to add a point uh, uh, from from what Robin just uh, said. Uh, You you asked specifically about uh, Winter Olympics. If you look at uh, today uh, in Sogong Park in in Beijing, uh, we believe we're the only second uh, autonomous driving car uh, uh, company in the world where you actually have a car driving without someone at the driver's seat. So I think that shows the number of years' experience that we've been doing autonomous driving. It also shows the fact that we've been doing Operation for autonomous driving for for a while. That's why you know we can get the permit and, and actually start testing that. So, uh, you know, it's open to the public. Uh, you guys are free to come and look at how autonomous driving is being done without someone at the driver's seat. All
0: right. Thank you. Our next question comes from the line of Piush Mobahi from Gomez. Sachs. Please go ahead.
3: Uh, thank you, Robin Herman. Um, when I look at uh, the, the way your ride-hailing business is expanding, um, I can't help but think that you'll soon be uh, running a business without the cost of a driver to factor in. Um, if you could just take us through the math as you see it evolve to getting to 20 cities, at what point in time does it get to be a revenue line that you'll spell out separately and talk about the profitability, of it all? Um, Uh, yeah we we continue to work very hard to uh, drive down the the cost of the, the robottech vehicles uh, it has just gone down you know sixty percent for our fifth generation vehicle and uh, um, in the meantime we we are running more testing miles and taking more orders to to learn from all kinds of cases and quickly improve our uh, technology uh, based on our <coughs> The current projection, uh, I, I think uh, the, the by, by the year of uh, 2025, we will uh, cross the line, which means that the, the, the total cost of um, robot taxi or right heating will be lower than manned vehicle uh, right heating. And uh, um, after that, I think that the, the scale will be able to grow much larger. Than, than it is today, and uh, I think um, around that time we should be able to report you know, in a different line. Yeah, and, and just to add to that, huge if you look at the economics, uh, you know, Robin talked about how from fourth generation to fifth generation we reduced by 60 uh, percent in cost per mile. If you look at the prior four generations, we average uh, around 62 percent. So we've been consistent uh, decreasing costs for the last five generations, and, and at around uh, 60% each time. And if, you, if you, you look at what Robin just said, you know, back to 2025, what you're seeing in the, in the economics is that in, in a, in a, 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 a right-handling with after drivers, look, the cost of uh, a, a person, a, a labor cost only goes up. It doesn't go down over time, but you're competing with technology. You're competing with, with, with the fact that, that, that the more uh, uh, miles that we have, the more data that we have, our our operational experience, that this thing will continue to go down. So I think that's the the, uh, sexiness of this uh, business model. If you look beyond 2025, if you look at the next five years, what we have internally, we can drive that cost down a lot, lot more based on what we have seen in the first five generations. So so this thing will be very interesting once you pass 2025, you have uh, technology, uh, efficiency, technology, operational uh, improvements compared to labor costs.
0: Thank you. And next question comes from Alex Yao from J.P. Morgan. Please, ask a question.
4: Um, I have a follow-up question to
3: um, Pierce's question. So you guys said that um, in 2025, the CPM of your Apollo uh, solution could be cheaper than human driver. Um, my follow-up question is, um, um, when do you expect uh, the um, safety ratio uh, for your Apollo solution to be safer than uh, the human driver? And then, for these two um, conditions to uh, materialize, so what does it take? Uh, is it the, the, uh, the cumulative uh, mileage to reach a certain level, or is it something else? Thank you yeah that's a good question uh we we take um safety very seriously uh i think we have been um testing for like uh, more than ten million kilometers we haven't had a serious injury uh yet um so that demonstrates that uh, once we decide to operate a certain route for um our robot taxi by he services we have the confidence that uh, uh the the service has a higher safety level than human drivers. Uh, that, that would be a you know, minimum bar for us to roll out services without uh, uh, human drivers. But the, my expectation is really that we, we should be ten times more uh, safer than, than the uh, human driver. So that kind of benefit is quite clear and uh, it's absolutely a- assured.
4: What's the second part of the question? The second
3: part is uh, what does it take for these two conditions to play out, um, i.e. Mean, oh, yeah, uh, yeah, CCM,
4: that's right, uh, yeah. It'll be
3: cheaper, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right, you know, uh, there are 500 um, million, uh, there are 5 million kilometers of roads in, in China, and uh, uh, the road conditions vary greatly. Uh, the, the approach we're taking is a very gradual one. We carefully choose, uh, rods that we have a high confidence that can be operated without a, a, a human driver. That's why you're saying that we, we, uh, we're pacing ourselves. We're carefully picking areas and rods so that we have a high confidence that we can operate, uh, with, with um, robot taxi.
0: Right, thank you. Our next question comes from Gary Yu from Morgan Stanley.
4: Please ask your question. Hi, uh, thank you, management, for the opportunity to ask questions. I actually have two questions, uh, both of which are follow-up of the previous questions. Uh, first is on regulation. I um, appreciate uh, the management uh, comment about data uh, piracy. Um, how about on data security issue? Have we Heard anything from kind of regulator or government level where um, they, you know, the officials are comfortable for co- a private company, tech company like us to have kind of full control of these uh, sensitive road tra- um, data traffic uh, on our system, or is there any discussion on you know potential uh, formation of state-owned joint venture company? Uh, having full access of these data uh, is fully on the hand of private company. So that's on, on on first question related to data security. Uh, my second question is also related to um, uh, robotaxi. So we talk about uh, the cost, uh, you know, uh, opportunity. Um, um, how about you know revenue? You know, after 2025 or even longer term, you know, how should we project? In terms of penetration, you know, mobility penetration or share mobility penetration that we think will be kind of served served by uh, you know driverless um, cars. Uh, the reason I am asking this, this question is seems like that currently uh, driverless car is limited to certain usage scenario uh, with with you know specific locations. Uh, so how should we look at kind of penetration going forward? Thank you.
3: Yeah, on, on the regulation um, with the data security, we maintain a constant dialogue with the um, uh, regulators, and uh, uh, as I mentioned, sometimes we, we participate in the uh, setting of uh, industry standards. Uh, so uh, uh, I would say that we, we have a very high standards, and uh, we, we haven't heard uh, anything that's you know very um, abrupt or. Or uh, you know uh, adverse that that's going to have adverse um, impact on our business um, operation yet. Um, uh, on the penetration of robot taxi, uh, right? Uh, like I mentioned, we're taking a gradual approach. There are certain roads that uh, is suitable for robot taxi. There are certain roads that's not suitable. Uh, <coughs> To robot taxi, we, we are carefully selecting what road to operate on. Uh, but if you look at the overall market, I think ride-hailing um, has like a, probably 50 million orders uh, per day. Uh, if uh, the the cost can become I think one fifth of the the current cost, I think that the number of orders could uh, easily double. Uh, so it, it's a huge market. It, it just d- depends on how fast we can uh, improve our technology and uh, scale out uh, our services.
0: All right. Thank you. Our next question comes from Jerry Liu from UBS. Please, there's a question.
3: Hi. Uh, thanks for taking my question. Yeah, maybe let me ask a question on the advertising business. Uh, Mainly, if I look at the third quarter guidance, we we talk about uh, some of the, you know, COVID-19 resurgence uh, potential impact. So I just want to ask, first of all, is this something we're already seeing or is it more preemptive? And then secondarily, um, we're also seeing some potential COVID or regulatory impact across different uh, sectors in in the whole uh, industry. So wanted to get a sense um, on the strengths and weaknesses of the different verticals at the moment. Uh, Are we seeing further impact, for example, uh, online education, e-commerce, or other verticals? Thank you. Okay. Um, Thanks for the question, Jerry. Um, You're right. So we already see the uh, impact in COVID-19 for the Q3. So especially for tribal, right? we see very good, um, those trends you know, in their early few weeks for Q3. Um, but certainly, you know, the COVID-19 just stop that trend actually, um, it drops pretty quickly. Uh, on the other hand, you know, we do uh, we see pretty, uh, pretty good progress on the media in the action and vocational identification and those verticals. So talking about the uh, regulation, um, I mean... Um, so far, we see uh, pretty clear gradations um, uh, or on the you know K12 education and um, uh, some other um, verticals. So it just that the K12 uh, education itself is a uh, pretty big uh, vertical for us, but K12 takes only us more uh, partition uh, in our values. Um And also, you know, for the uh, K12 uh, elevation, you know, we. Or pretty um, optimistic about it because we see two uh, potential good um, uh, things. Number one is that we are expecting you know, more such uh, qualities along the k 12 because the 10 students need to work on themselves. And the second one, you know, as far as I know, so some of the resources are moving to uh, vocational education, you know, which is a very good uh, vertical. we are pretty strong at it. Yeah.
0: Thank you. The next question comes from Eddie Lowe from Bank of America, Merrill Lynch.
1: Please have
4: a question. Uh, good evening, uh, I would like to have a question on your cloud pieces. Uh, it, it seems like a strong growth uh, this uh, couple of quarters um, potentially driven by new projects. Uh, so just uh, wondering, uh, you know, could you give us uh, some rough timeline that, when you could uh, get into the development stage that uh, the growth of your cloud business would be more driven by uh, your existing clients uh, upgrading uh, the services and then buying more, kind of like more from the usage of existing clients rather than opening up a new uh, projects. Uh, thank you. Uh, yeah, uh, as you know that our
3: is still growing uh, at a very high rate, um, the the, um, high double digits growth rate, Uh, so by nature you expect, you're right, that uh, there are a lot of new projects from new customers. And uh, what what I can say is that our customer retention has been uh, very good and uh, it's also improving as we expand our uh, customer base. Uh, more of them will stay with us and give us uh, new businesses. If we want to maintain a a very high growth rate, uh, it's inevitable that we will have a large percentage of so-called new projects. So uh, at this stage, I wouldn't manage the percentage of um, um, new customers or existing customers. We will try to um, grasp the opportunities that uh, that's presented to us if uh, um, it's it, um, you know AI-driven um, uh, solution or cloud solution. Uh, that is our strength. to try to do as much as we can. Yeah, and let me add to that, uh, Eddie. I think uh, you know Lavin, Lavin summarizes uh, pretty well. You know, when you're growing at 71% year over year, clearly you cannot be relying on one driver. What you're seeing actually is, uh, you know, uh, two, two drivers. Number one is uh, you are seeing us, you know, getting uh, repeat solutions, right? We, we talked about, for example, smart transportation. Look, we're, we're in 20 cities. With, with, if you look at contracts over uh, 10 million, nine of them, uh, you know, have uh, have renewed, right? Uh, so if you if you look at, for example, uh, you know, we, we talked about the GE. We didn't just when we, our first phase was, you know, building that private cloud for them. And then we talk about a three-year plan and then we talk about, you know, the other things that we're, we're going to do. And, and Robin talked about those four steps. So clearly that's not a one solution, one time. That is a repeat solution, right? Um, join us for, for our call for will. Uh, we're actually going to go through um, um, AI solutions for many different uh, industries. And you'll see what I'm talking about. Basically, our model is we've served them with the AI pass. That's the AI engine. And if they want to do different things, they would then come back for different phases to add applications. So those you can see, is because that the original engine is on, on Baidu Cloud, the applications that will come back to us uh, to, to add on that. Um, very similar to then uh, with smart transportation, you have V2X, and then you can expand the different applications of uh, V2X. So you can see our, our business model enables us to do repeat business. At the same time, if we don't expand to different industries, if we don't add different uh, customers, we cannot keep up with the kind of uh, you know growth that we have. Look, you look at uh, Q2. Our, our annualized uh, revenue based on Q2 is two billion U.S. And, and growing at 70%. So you have a very exciting business, in, in order to continue that robust growth, you really have to accelerate from products, uh, from, from different uh, industries, and adding different uh, customers.
0: Thank you. Uh, next question comes from James Lee from Host. Please go ahead.
3: Great. Uh, thanks for taking my question. Just want to follow up Eddie's question on cloud. Maybe can you guys talk about the improvements that you guys are making to make your offering more scalable? I think last quarter you talked about developing a standardized solution layer that will enable third-party developers and system integrators to customize for their clients. Uh, can you give us an update on that? And also secondly, uh, the adoption for machine learning and AI uh, for cloud in the US is much smaller, uh, much slower in the US. Can you help us understand why we're seeing a faster adoption cycle in China? Thanks. All
4: uh, right, on, on the uh, cloud solution, uh, as we do
3: more projects and we, we serve more customers, we, we are able to um, more or less standardize our, our solutions. Uh, um, so uh, in the beginning we can only take those uh, uh, more of a uh, system uh, integrator role uh, to, to uh, get all the, the deals, but uh, these days uh, we are able to uh, provide uh, in a lot of cases standard um, packages or, or um, um, parts to the uh, other people who are system integrators who, who get a uh, you know a large part of, of uh, those total solution projects. So that that um, you know um, uh, that uh, uh, demonstrates that our uh, capability to uh, continue to uh, improve the uh, the the uh, the standardization of our uh, and on um, the adoption of machine learning, uh, I I think uh, the the difference between U.S. and China is that uh, uh, U.S. tends to uh, separate uh, the, uh, the 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 products or solutions on uh, um, a more uh, horizontal um, uh, fashion, uh, namely that they. have and SAS. Um, Each at, at each layer you have uh, you know, uh, large players that serve all kinds of different industries. But in, in China, uh, you can easily see more of those vertically integrated uh, solution providers. Uh, for example, uh, for, for Baidu, we, we provide smart transportation solutions for a lot of cities. Uh, that, that sometimes includes hardware, software, you know, cloud, and, and on-premise, uh, all, all kinds of things. But uh,
4: that doesn't mean it's
3: not, not the standard size of both. It, it's actually uh, quite similar from city to city and from customer to customer. And by vertically integrate or by providing a, a solution, uh, end-to-end solution, we can actually innovate uh, a lot more um, to really improve the efficiency and uh, serve the customer better. Uh, Therefore, the the customers are better served and uh, when you can vertically integrate a lot of things, AI or machine learning naturally uh, plays a much more important role. And and let me just uh, give more granularity of what Robin just said. Uh, you know, when, when you look at, for example, uh, smart transportation, we started with uh, V2X, right? You you, you autumn, you're trying to synchronize the uh, traffic light. We first did the project back in uh, Baoding. So obviously, we had the product, but you know, you're going into a city, you're trying to understand their systems and so forth. And a lot of times, you've got to then connect to the system, the legacy system, and want to make it work. But as you're going to different cities uh, in China. And once you have certain tools uh, that are set up to, 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 uh, to deal with the same uh, legacy system and so forth, you get number one, that, that you perceive from the operational experience, and secondly, a lot of tools that we've built up. So when you think about us doing v specifically to synchronize uh, traffic lights, because we've done this for several years, you're actually seeing a very high scalability. You're actually seeing, you know, better margins and so, so forth because we've been doing this. So now if you see us start expanding into different scenarios, right, for example into highways, <coughs> into maths and so forth, and what I would, would, would predict based on our, our past experience is that these margins will improve as we, you know, find more familiar environments. Same thing as we're going into our uh, enterprises, right, we talked about automated call centers. The first one we did with uh, Unicom was in, uh, uh, very profitable, and then they started expanding into different call centers uh, throughout the country. So all of a sudden, we're familiar with the back-end system. You just have to buy another, uh, uh, you know, a service, you know, put the software in there. All of a sudden, you're up and running because you've already trained the, the machine learning model for a specific client. And then you, once you start expanding into different industries, you get one or two leading uh, uh, customers. Again, you're, you're now repeating a lot of things that you're doing. All of a sudden, you get that inertia. So I think AI solutions is very similar to the enterprise solution that, that you have you know for, for softwares and so forth in, in the West. It, it takes time whenever you're getting into uh, a new uh, industry into uh, new customers. But once that environment connecting to the legacy system uh, it is very familiar, you get that inertia in, in the days uh, f- f- after that.
0: Great, right, thank you. A okay. next question comes from Nettle Wu from High International. Please go ahead. Hi. Good evening. Thanks for taking
2: my question. Um, we, we noticed recently from a press release that you are expanding your campus recruitment this year, scaling up to nearly 20% of your total headcount. just wondering um, if management can share with us uh, the rationale behind that uh, Atlantic expansion at this point, and how should we see uh, the margin change by core ahead? Also if we simply look at the marketing related business in Pi core, just wondering what's the margin profile of that segment alone. Thank you
3: yeah um, the the headcount growth um, uh, if you look at uh, our um you know growth rate of smart cloud uh, it, it's very high, and uh, this kind of uh, um, industry solutions require a lot of headcount uh, uh, addition. Um, if you compare, this, uh, compare our uh, cloud team with um, other industry peers, I think that the, the headcount for Baidu uh, is it, not that high. It's actually quite reasonable, and we do get a lot more people to help us to deliver our, our services. Yeah. And then uh, on the margins for for Core, um, if we're looking at a non-GAAP uh, basis, you know, you look at Q3. My uh, estimate right now would be we're probably going to uh, increase, uh, uh, you know, cost of sales plus OPEX, uh, maybe a billion to a billion and a half RMB uh, on a sequential basis. So that, that's how I would uh, uh, look at this. And, and you guys have, you know, the last few quarters, I would look at the non-GAAP for Baidu Core. And then I think you guys have a very clear trend.
0: Thank you. Our next question comes from Tian Ho from TH Capital. Please go ahead.
1: Hi, Robin, Herman. Uh, the question is related to your AI cloud. So uh, uh, so the, the normal cloud and the AI cloud. So I wonder if we measure these uh, two type of clouds, so, you know, from a financial point of view, can I say AI cloud is much more higher margin? So, uh, can can I treat that as a difference? That's number one. What kind of clients need uh, AI cloud? What kind of clients, you know, need the regular cloud? Uh, so, that's the, the first one question. The second one is um, money to the page has already increased to a. Uh, bigger portion of the uh, online marketing. So what's the outlook for this uh, um, manager page going forward? Thank you. Uh,
3: yeah, the, the margin for AI cloud is higher, significantly higher than uh, the more general cloud, is, is especially apps. Uh, I think you all, you all know that apps and CDN generally has a lower uh, margin. Uh, but uh, I, I would say uh, clients uh, need AI cloud and general cloud. They, they need all kinds of uh, technology and, and solutions. It's just uh, uh, our, you know, uh, our strength is that we, we are very advanced in AI, and we find that by integrating our AI technology, AI solution, uh, to really solve our customers' problems, uh, we are able to do a much better job. We do provide as We do provide, ads, we, we do provide uh, channel cloud uh, services, uh, but I, I think uh, the market is very large. It's large enough and growing very quickly, and uh, we are gaining much share in this very attractive space. And, and let me just add, uh, you asked about uh, who needs uh, AI. If you look at our customer set, you know, we, we see uh, several uh, uh, specific. One is, for example, internet media, right? When you have a media, when you, uh, for example, some of the media companies, it's very data heavy. Right? When you look at, for example, our industrial sectors, you know, different areas of uh, manufacturing, when you look at uh, utilities, energy, and so forth, they all have a lot of uh, uh, data sets. Uh, you look at, for example, smart transportation, the government has a lot of data sets. So our AI solution basically says if you are a customer, you have a lot of data sets, you need to improve operational efficiency and so forth. Our machine learning models when we go in there our, our are deep brain. We can help you. A lot of things that you have to do manually before, we can automate that. We can do it much faster with uh, AI computing. So, so cus- companies or, or industries uh, that have a lot of data sets, we can automate. For example, you, know, you look at financial services. Rather than computing and improving every loan, have examples of a few uh, million customers, we can you know automate that whole computation where you just uh, ask by due brain rather than having someone manually compute all the different ratios and, and, and all the uh, numbers or, or on that particular customer. So you can see that usage uh, very uh, helpful, especially in china's uh, economy. Yeah, Gina, I will take the second one. Uh, you're right, so the managed page now accounts for like forty percent of the book, uh, Baidu Cora uh, advertising so actually um, managed page it is not we treat it as part of the marketing card we have been discussed a few times right, including the managed page and also the tools we provide to the merchants and to make it easy for them to run uh, campaigns on Baidu so uh, as we always
4: say, <coughs> as we always said
3: so managed page together with um by Yahoo and the small middle programs, they all together, you know, um, all the building blocks for the mobile ecosystem. Actually, with that, because we can provide you know more um, close-to-loop experience, in which increase the um, thickness or the engagement between the user and the value app. So as a result, we can see, so the um, conversion rate, you know, with the building blocks, You know, or uh, much higher than before. Um, That's why we can see, you know, since the COVID 19 outbreak in uh, Q1 last year, so we, our online marketing business actually redundated, you know, consistently in the last five quarters, especially for the in-app market because of the three building blocks. And it grows as much as 26 year over year. So that's why we'll keep working on the main pages because it will improve the user experience and also the monetization uh, capability.
0: Right. Thank you very much. So ladies and gentlemen, we have reached the end of the question and answer session. So with that we conclude our conference for today. Thank you very much for participating. You may all disconnect.